Hey everyone, welcome to Healthy Mind, Happy Life Podcast. I am your host, Caitlin Engler. I believe that we can all move through life transitions without losing who we are, but it takes the right support, community, and connection to carry us through. We can heal through sharing experience, strength, and hope. Each week, we will have genuine and real conversations that will inspire you to shift your mindset to live a happier, free life. Hey everyone, if you guys could do me a huge favor and scroll down to the bottom or wherever you listen to podcasts and write a review, hit the stars but also write a review, it only takes about 30 seconds. It really helps to boost the ratings and exposure of the show. This helps so more people can find the content of the show and help others just like you and I. Hey, hey, welcome back to Healthy Mind, Happy Life. I'm so excited to be with you guys this week. I know I say that every week. (laughs) So I've had a lot on my mind lately, and I'm sure all of you have as well, since most of you listening are also overthinkers and high-functioning individuals with anxiety, but really good at covering it up and managing it for the most part. And um, yeah, what's been going on in my life recently, what's been going on in my life is I've been processing through a lot, a lot. And it's been hard for me to sit in. And I wanted to share something with you that it was really strange. The other day, I woke up in the morning, had some coffee. I honestly, it was fine. But then maybe 30 minutes later, I started to just feel off. I didn't really know what was going on. And I can't really describe how I felt, except maybe I was having some low blood sugar. So I thought, okay, maybe I'll eat. I go down, make something to eat. And then I felt okay for a few minutes but then my bones just started hurting. And I was like, okay, well, maybe it was this workout I did yesterday. And so I did some foam rolling. And then all of a sudden, I just was like, I need to lay down. I need to get into bed right now. So I crawled into bed. This was at 8 a.m. Okay, so all of this happened in like an hour. 8 a.m., I crawl into bed. And I'm shaking. I'm shivering. I can't stop. My body is just shaking. And I felt like I had the flu. That's the best way to describe it. So I thought, oh, geez, not this again. I had flu last year at the same exact time. So I was like, oh, I have the flu. And I was supposed to go to this brunch. So I really wanted to cancel because I knew that I needed to take care of myself But there were some other factors that went into this brunch that I knew that I just had to go to. So I, you know, kind of just laid down for an hour. My husband helped me get the kids ready and, well, just the baby. And I, you know, took some Advil, which I don't, I try not to do, but that day I needed it. So I took some, I I finally crawled out of bed, inched my way out of bed And then within an hour, guys, it was weird. 
I was perfectly fine. Like I felt normal. So I thought, well, I'll wait till this Advil wears off. But all day, I it never did. Like I just felt fine the rest of the day. So then, um, then the next day, I didn't feel bad, but I didn't feel right. Like I had a little bit of achiness, but it wasn't anything that was really impairing me. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to take a COVID test and flu test just to make sure. And they were negative. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? And I was telling someone about it and they sent me this article and it was so fascinating. And I'm not saying that it's this or, or anything like that, but it was very interesting. And it was all on this, this thing called the spiritual flu. I'm like, what the heck is that? Like, I've never even heard of this. So she's telling me about, or she's telling me about this and sends me this article and I'm reading about it and it, it makes sense. And again, I can't diagnose myself, but it, it makes a lot of sense. And the, the spiritual flu is when you are constantly receiving external and internal stimuli, right? So externally, we, it's the food we eat, the air that we breathe, the water that we drink, the stress we feel from work and in life and, the, you know, working a lot of hours or any of that stuff, you know, that's going to be like your external stimulus. Internal stimulus is all the things we tell ourselves. We're not good enough. We're never going to be enough. I'm a failure. The, again, the stress uh, that you're feeling or the anxiety that you're feeling from a situation or from your job, just the way that you process things, personalize things, internalize it. So we're constantly having this input from both external and internal. What happens when you get this spiritual flu, they said, is when the output can't keep up with the input. So your body is constantly, you know, bringing all of this stuff in and then your, you know, goes through your cells and then your body processes it out. And it's not something that you notice on, on a day-to-day basis. But what happens with this flu is when the input, so you have so much information coming in internally and externally that you can't process through it and you shut down, you get sick, maybe your body hurts or just something feels all like weird things start happening to your body. It's because the the output can't keep up with the input. So the balance is off and it was just so fascinating to me to read about this in it, I, you know, not even 48 hours later, I was perfectly fine, right? So if it was truly the flu or some kind of other virus, you don't feel right for days and days and days. You feel off for almost a week, right? Until you start feeling normal again. And it's really this process of your, the spiritual flu of your body trying to purge itself of all of this input. And because I have been tackling a lot internally, I've been doing a lot of therapy and working on that inner child, reparenting, and things that I thought had went away that I had worked through, only to realize that they're still there. Maybe not as much, but they're still there, hidden deep inside my cells that I either tucked away or just wasn't ready to process through them. 
And so the reason I bring this up is because I really wanted to take some time to talk about self-sabotage and experiencing joy because they really go hand in hand as much as we like to think they're 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 different topics they're not they're the same they're on different ends of the spectrum but what we do when we experience joy is we will sabotage we will sabotage because we don't know how to let ourselves experience joy. So when we feel joy, it's this very overwhelming feeling. And often people don't know what to do with it. They feel like they have to do something with it. It's a very uncomfortable feeling. And the brain wants to be able to figure out what is going on. Something's not right. And I want to fix this. That is the sole function of the brain. I mean, yes, many others, but that is the function of the brain, right? And it can be extremely useful, but it can also lead to us creating a lot of other narratives and challenges around something that we're feeling that really isn't true at all. So first, I think we should back up and talk about What is joy? What is the definition of joy? And I really like this quote from Brene Brown's book of the gifts of imperfections. It's from Adela Rogers St. John's. She says, joy seems to me a step beyond happiness. Happiness is a sort of atmosphere you can live in sometimes when you're lucky. Joy is a light that fills you with hope and faith and love. Joy is a light that fills you with hope, faith, and love. I think so often I I see this in myself and I see it in other people We're always chasing this concept of happiness, happiness of of this feeling that we have or that we want to have, but we're chasing this time in our life or a time in our life or maybe a few times or a memory that we have where we remember feeling that happiness, right? That joy, that just being pure blissful. And we we capture that in our mind, like a snapshot in time. And, and, and then we find ourselves wanting to go back there, right? Because we're not happy right now. We have stuff going on in our life. Adulting is really hard you know, trying to figure out marriages and kids and divorces and jobs and all of the things that come with just being an adult and dealing with life. So we live in this world of, okay, this is what happiness felt like. And I want to get back there. I want to get back to that place. And then we fight it. We fight it. We hit our head up against the wall. We run into the wall. We try to find a way around the wall but it doesn't work like that. 
We can't go back to a time where we once were because we aren't those people anymore. Life has changed. We have changed. And continuing to chase that is only sabotaging what you can experience now. Self-sabotage is when we have something going for us, whether that's good or we feel that happiness, or maybe it's just being content. And our brains start spinning. Our brains start trying to create this narrative around something small, right? It could be, you know, for me, it's, oh, I didn't do enough today, right? I could actually have a great day and just be content and be like, yep, I I did the thing today, right? I spent time with my kids, got a little bit of work done, some laundry folded, whatever it might be. But I can't ever just give myself that credit, right? I could feel totally content. The next morning I wake up and start thinking about, I didn't do enough. I need to do more today. I need to hustle. I need to create more content, make more money, uh, do, you know, take my kids to do this, go do that, whatever it is. And I will tell myself I'm not doing enough, that I'm not good enough, or If I have three clients cancel in a week and I don't hit that number, that goal that I had in my mind, if I don't hit that number, then I'm a failure, right? My business is falling apart. It's it's not going to make it. And it's just, I, I can't, I have to work. This is my purpose. I will go there. I will completely plummet and sabotage anything good that is going on in my life or that I let myself experience. The reason why that we don't let ourselves experience joy is because we're afraid of losing it. Hey guys, so I wanted to share some exciting news with you. I have a new guided journal called Unshakable Confidence. This journal consists of a series of questions to help you let go, trust, and be unapologetically you. This is perfect if you've already been working with me or someone else, but looking to supplement between your sessions, or maybe you're just dipping your toe in and and you want to see if you're ready to do this kind of work. A lot of my clients have already been using it and they've really enjoyed it because they don't always know what to journal about. This really gives you a guide and prompts to write about things that maybe you haven't thought of before and it's really helpful to get those juices flowing. And it can give you some idea of what to write about and think of things in a new way. The best part is it's only $5. So you really can't go wrong in investing into it to see if it would be a good fit for you. You can find this in the show notes below or on my website, www.elevateyourlifecoachingschool.com. We are afraid of losing joy. If I get that feeling, but then I lose it, I'm scared of that. Or if I let myself feel this, if I let myself feel this love towards someone and something happens to them, I'm going to completely fall apart and I'm not going to make it through. So we don't let ourselves feel the love. We limit it. We limit our joy. We limit our love. We limit our connection to people. 
We stay a little bit guarded because it's safe. Some of us don't feel joy because, or don't let ourselves feel joy because we're waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? We're waiting for that thing to go wrong. And if I let myself feel this way and experience this happiness, experience this love, something awful is going to happen. The other reason is we sabotage it because we don't think we deserve it, right? Maybe we've done something in our life that we regret, that we're not proud of, that we feel ashamed about. So we just don't deserve it. We simply do not deserve to experience joy after what I have done. I don't deserve it. And I can relate to that. I lived in shame and actually just realizing, according to my therapist, I still am. But I lived in shame after my addiction for so many years. So many years. And it would it would come and go. The things I did, I I felt like I deserved to live in that shame, that guilt, because I had hurt so many other people. That's what I thought I deserved. This was my punishment. And so I didn't let myself experience it. And when I did, I would sabotage it, right? And I would find things to create problems. I would find problems to fix. I would go find out, find another addiction, And I went through a lot of addictions after I got clean. I went through (laughs) some funny ones, but couponing, I got like so into couponing. I had this whole binder and everything. And that was the thing I did. I went into self-harming. I went into gambling and you name it, I probably did it. So I just kept like searching and searching and searching to fill this feeling to cover up that shame and to prevent myself from experiencing joy. I would sabotage it, right? If I have this thing that's going good, I'm sober, I'm going to find something else to create a problem, gambling, self-harming, whatever. I'm going to create this problem. So now I have that to work on. And I would just keep sabotaging it, telling myself I didn't deserve it, Or that I didn't deserve peace, that I didn't deserve healing. So again, the reasons that we don't prevent, or again, the reasons that we don't experience joy is because we don't know how to sit in it. We don't feel like we deserve it. And we're afraid of what would happen if we experience it. Joy and happiness are not the same. Happiness is something we feel momentarily for brief periods of time. And so often we're chasing that feeling and thinking that's what we want to experience in life. But we're not meant to experience that all the time. We are meant to experience that in moments of time. Most of the other times, we're just going to be content. That's the feeling, being content, right? Not being depressed, not being down and not being happy. It's a middle ground. It's life, right? And we're going to feel all ends of the spectrum. We're going to feel down. 
We're going to feel depressed. We're going to feel sadness and trauma. We're also going to feel gratitude, joy, and happiness. And then most of the other time, maybe 70% of the time, we're just going to be content. And if we can acknowledge that, then we can stop sabotaging. We can learn to just be okay and stop chasing. Stop chasing happiness. Stop wishing that we could go back to another time in our life when we had. We could just be okay with where we're at right now. And that's what it is, just being okay. The opposite of self-sabotage is perfectionism. They're very close cousins with each other. We will sabotage when we are not perfecting. So if we, it's kind of that all or nothing thinking. So if you can't do something, if you didn't quote succeed at something or meet that goal. So let's say my goal is to meet with 10 people a week and I have 10 scheduled, but three canceled. So I'm only seeing seven that week. When I don't hit that number that I had in my head, my perfectionism, then I go to the all or nothing thinking. I'm not good enough. Why can't I be like everyone else? All these other therapists are booked up and I am struggling to get people in the door and people are canceling. What's wrong with me? Is this something I did? Was it something I said? Was I start analyzing it and breaking it down and I will completely sabotage anything good that happened that week. I still did get to meet with seven people. In the extra time that I had, I got content done. I got paperwork done. Uh, maybe I just had time to take to myself with no kids and no work. What I, whatever I choose to do at that time. But I don't look at that. I look at what I didn't do and just sabotage everything good that is in my life. And where that comes from, all of these things, self-sabotage, perfectionism, not letting ourselves feel joy, it all is rooted in shame, rooted in shame. I think of shame like this. Shame is hidden in all the dark corners of our being. You don't always know it's there, it kind of looks like a shadow. But it'll come out and say hello time to time, just when you think you're okay. When you actually think like, hey, I got it together. Life's actually all right right now. Shame. Here it comes. It's no longer a shadow. It's a darkness that you can feel, that you can sense. For so long, I have felt shame that it actually has just felt a part of me now. And that's why I said, my therapist pointed it out to me. Because I didn't actually even know it was there because it's become such a part of me that we just share space together now. You know, I, I can easily hide in the closet and, and hide behind a camera, hide behind myself even, hide behind all of the things I'm doing in my life, these accomplishments that I have. I can hide behind those things. I'm starting to let my guard down and actually let myself feel feelings through various ways. I'm doing that meditation, EMDR, a lot of therapy, the willingness to go there and just let myself feel it. I'm letting myself feel those feelings. 
not just the, oh, I feel sad today, or I feel anxious today, or I feel whatever today. Not the ones that you just think of. These ones live deep, deep within that I can't even, I don't even have words for. Honestly, guys, I don't. These feelings are foreign in my body. I've never let myself experience them on this level. Like I am raw. I am open. I always thought I I, I was honestly until now, until now I've experienced this on a new level. It feels safe now is because I have someone that's holding that space for me. That's telling me it's okay, but it is overwhelming. It is overwhelming, but I can actually feel those things now and I can't unfeel what I have felt. I know what that feels like now and it is intense, but it's also okay. Like I've also been safe through it and I've, I have a problem with letting myself experience joy. Another, um, not a great example, but a good example that I like to share with people is Joy is like this. You, if you have kids, you you watch your child sleep at night, right? You go in and you look at them and you're like, oh my God, I love them so much. They're so beautiful. They're so cute. They're this, you know, you just start f- feeling this flood of emotions and love for your child. Then the next thought is, what if we got in an accident tomorrow? What if something happened to them tomorrow? What if they got cancer? What if they got sick? What if these awful things, these intrusive thoughts, okay? And they are terrible. They keep me from experiencing joy. And I know you may be nodding your head in agreement saying you do the same thing, or maybe you think I'm crazy. Whatever, whatever you're thinking right now, like, whoa, Kate, that's intense. Well, you know what? We all have intrusive thoughts. I have an intrusive thought every time I go through a stoplight, I think I'm going to get into an accident. And I can't control those thoughts, but I can recognize them. And I can say and identify, you're sabotaging right now. You need to knock that off. Right? If I don't, That is when I get sucked in. That is when I start sabotaging. When I feed into those intrusive thoughts, when I feed into these things that just aren't even true. And even if they became true at some point, I'm not going to prevent them by thinking about them now and worrying about them now. It does nothing for me except occupy my mind and prevent me from experiencing the thing that I want. I want joy. You want joy. Yet we keep ourselves from it. We keep ourselves from experiencing it all the time. We sabotage it. We don't know what to do with it. We throw it away when we get it. Joy is an overarching feeling. Happiness is temporary. It comes and goes. Joy is something that we feel deep within. And again, you might not feel it on the day to day, but it's there. You know it's there. You feel connected to it. I know this was a deep episode. And 
I covered a lot. If this is something that you start processing through or realizing that some stuff is coming up for you, I encourage you to reach out for support to your therapist. You know, if you want to reach out to me for coaching, start journaling. Don't stay in it alone, though. Get outside yourself. Put it somewhere. A power greater than yourself because you can't figure this out alone. There is support. There is guidance. There is a way to do it so you don't become flooded with isolation and all these emotions that you don't know what to do with. I really appreciate you guys hanging in there today, listening to today's episode. I never really know where this is going to go until it just goes. 